0: What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Best One, Worst One, the show that takes a look at your favorite movies, actors, directors, and a variety of other topics, and we ask you to choose the best one and the worst one. On today's episode, my co-host Brad and I are joined once again by his brother, Blake, and we are going to be talking about the Scream movies. Now, I completely forgot how much fun I had with most of these movies. Yeah. Um, thinking about when Scream came out, it's like, wow, these films are kind of... Revolutionary for what the the um, horror genre had become when it comes to slashers. Yeah, you know, Halloween revolutionized it, and I think Scream kind of did it again. Like, what do you guys what do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, I think I think Scream completely like reinvented the genre. It had become so stale and predictable, and you knew exactly what you were going to get going into it. And um, even Wes Craven himself had kind of dipped off a little bit with the quality of the franchise that he created with Nightmare on Elm Street, and so his name probably wasn't as synonymous with great horror as it as it was after Scream came out. It kind of revitalized his career as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think that it, it's definitely a, uh, a historic moment in horror for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, horror horror was almost dead in the that that time period because you were at the end of your Friday the 13th movies the end of your nightmare movies the end of your halloween movies when they're all just the same thing and they're getting less and less box office receipts back and then scream comes in and changed the game and it made a ton of money and Wes Craven was back as the king of horror in his rightful place
0: yeah, he even makes a joke in Scream that's like, yeah, the first Nightmare on Elm Street was great, but um, the rest sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny. Uh-huh. Um, so one thing I noticed rewatching these movies was how relevant the show, the social commentary is throughout all of these movies for what's going on today in when it comes to violence with movies. Like especially in the second one, it really hit me really hard in the beginning when they're having that conversation and like, well, this person was stabbed to death at the premiere of the stab movie and it's like does movies influence people to commit murders and i was like holy shit we're dealing with that with joker right now i mean we did it when the dark knight came out like it was crazy to me like what were your thoughts
2: yeah well it's it's really interesting rewatching these cuz i i love these movies and Whenever this whole topic had come up of uh, how much art influences the real world, influences violence and glorifying violence, all this nonsense we keep hearing about the Joker, everyone else brings up, oh, well, American Psycho, they bring up this movie, that movie. No one's brought up Scream, and then I'm watching this, I'm like, this this is this, this whole movie, this whole series is about that question, basically, and the fantasy elements of that question, whether that would actually happen in real life or not. And it's, it's fascinating. I think that this movie makes really uh, interesting points and interesting arguments for the, uh, that whole conversation. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's great to kind of have that as a running theme through all of these movies as well, um, because you want your movies to, if, if they're in a franchise, you want them to feel like they're part of the same family, but without repeating themselves over and over again. And it's such a big, broad, broad, question of do the actions of murderous people are they influenced by the art that they consume and i think that the movie makes really good points on both sides of the fence um even within that scene you're talking about in scream 2 they're having a discussion within their class and joshua jackson's character is is all for saying, Oh, you're crazy. Yes, of course it does. And Sarah Michelle Geller is the kind of voice of reason within the classroom, but she's kind of dwarfed by the other people in the classroom. She seems to be the minority. And um, it's it's just really interesting to me that they weren't they were okay with doing that, with kind of making her the the minority rather than I know she's the character that we're supposed to identify with because she's one of the main main characters in the movie. But I thought that was that was pretty interesting to have her kind of surrounded with this group of people saying, no, you're wrong. Like, yes, it it does. It does influence them.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's. Again, it's so crazy how much, like, we chose this right time to watch these screen movies, and it's all about what's happening today. It was really, really crazy watching it. I'm um, watching all of these movies. So another thing that I really love is how meta these movies are. Mm-hmm. It's very self-aware of what it is and what it came from, and it's like, look, we, we get that Slashers has become this one thing, it's super predictable, and we've been able to make fun at it, poke fun at it, but still make it unique and interesting and bring out new things and new ways to kill people. And this is actually, Ghostface is one of my favorite slashers. I remember mm-hmm, yeah. seeing Ghostface for the first time, hearing that voice. It's so creepy. I love the knife too. It's, mm-hmm. it's all, it all blends really well to this very horrific figure. And I love the way that these screen movies have been able to Pretty much evolve with the people that are connected to Sidney Prescott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until a certain point, and we'll get there. Like, What, what are your thoughts on the meta-ness of, of
2: um, the Scream movies? That's what immediately attracted me to the movie. I didn't realize this movie or this series was meta whenever I started watching when I first saw the first Scream movie. One, they're meta, and two, there's always a mystery element to it. So that's what keeps this franchise from going stale, is you're always trying to figure out who Ghostface is, and that's another reason why Ghostface, uh, spoiler alert, is my favorite Slatcher ever. I think that it, it can be anybody, and it's fascinating fascinating. fascinating i love the costume what's interesting about this series is that they don't uh just get more creative with the kills with every uh installment they're all kind of the exact same kill every single time but the story is so fascinating and the mystery element is so engaging the meta aspect of it is so engaging and funny that it's it just makes them so rewatchable to me and timeless
0: yeah
1: yeah, definitely. And on top of that, I think the other thing that makes them so great is that you get some really great performances in there, which is something that you don't really see in a lot of early, like early '90s horror. Um, it, there's some real genuine performances in the, in these movies, Absolutely. from especially yeah. from the main cast. Yeah. Um, and I think that that helps sell the meta ness of the of the movie. Is you really do believe that these are teenagers in this town that are having to deal with this that grew up on horror movies so of course they're going to make references and and know like all the different tropes and and pitfalls of the horror genre and everything and the especially with Matthew Lillard in the in the original and and Jamie Kennedy and their characters knowing so much about that that's always kind of a staple in the screen movies is there's one character that's just a horror nerd or movie nerd that understands like what's going on to a certain degree Um, but that as we've seen in the movie can also be a pitfall in and of itself because as we see this movie doesn't really play by the rules a lot of the time um, I love the scene in Scream Four whenever whenever the the movie buff in that one is is yelling, "No, you're you're breaking the rules! I'm gay! I'm gay!" <laughs> if that helps, <laughs> it's 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 so funny to see that kind of turned on its head. And the only the only trope that I think that Scream falls into is in the Scream Two they kill the black guy first.
0: You mean they kill two black people? First? Yes, the first yeah. two people dead are the black people, and then the only other black guy is also. Kill- (laughs) Yep. I think that's the only time where I was like...
1: Mm, that's not really a trope that I uh, that I want to see. But done I think that was Craven's point. It's yeah. like
0: he brought attention to it, yeah. and he still did it anyway. Yeah. So I, I actually thought it was it was cool. Was like, well, it's a
1: great kill too. Like the the through the through the bathroom stall door. It's
2: it's the blood dripping of my, out of the mouth. It's, yeah. It's iconic. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Even and,
0: though I have no idea how he guessed exactly like where it's going to be perfectly.
2: But that's another thing about these movies. With we're talking about how meta they are, is you can forgive a lot of the. Um, otherwise mistakes that you might call it because of how meta it is because you could be like well, I mean, Wes Craven was doing that on purpose. He was intentionally doing that to skewer or critique the culture of horror movies. Yep. Like, yeah. So you were it forgiven for a lot of things that happened in this movie. If there's something that you don't think is great, like I can always make an argument for like, well, I think Wes wanted to do that on purpose, and he wanted to make you feel that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so I wanted to talk about, briefly, two movies that I completely forgot that Wes Craven even directed. And I also forgot he directed all four of these movies with the same writer, yep. um, which is Great and interesting. Except to for the, the third one,
1: the third one Kevin Williamson was not the writer on. He right. just created the characters. He's crea- credited as characters in the writer section on it. That's which right. is why the third one will be talked about later on in the series. <laughs> interesting. For
0: me. Okay, um I completely forgot he directed Vampire in Brooklyn. Really? Completely forgot that he directed that movie, and also forgot he directed Curse. Do you guys remember that movie?
1: I, I vaguely remember seeing the cover of that when I was working at Blockbuster.
0: Yeah, so I, I actually enjoy that movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember liking that movie. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I completely forgot he mm-hmm. directed those movies. Uh, so let's dive in. Let's start at number four. Blake, let's start with you. And we're going to go four, three, two, one
2: in our rankings of these movies. So what do you think is the worst of the screen movies? So before I say this is the worst, I still want to say I love this movie. I full-on love all four of these movies i think that it is these movies are easily the most consistent and the best horror series that's ever been made i think it's not even close whenever you compare them to friday halloween nightmare chucky any of these other things these four movies are all fantastic this movie is just a little bit worse than the other three to me and it's scream three and it's mainly because of the voice changing box element i think that's so stupid i think it's really lazy that technology doesn't even exist now so it doesn't make any sense how that would exist then um beyond that they still find a way to make y- y- you still are always trying to figure out who Ghostface faces that's the thing about these movies even whenever it's at the low point you still want to know and you want to get to the end you're still really invested in sydney and with WD dewey and all these characters like it's still uh it's still interesting but i, I hate the the voice changing element Uh, I like the Carrie Fisher cameo that part was Mm -hmm. awesome that's fantastic one of my highlights of the movie she actually rewrote some of her dialogue in it since she's like a famous script doctor oh really yeah that's awesome Uh, I I, Randy Randy is my favorite character in the series Uh, he wasn't in this movie but he has a little cameo and it's weird because Jamie Kennedy clearly filmed it like when this movie came out so he looks way older than he ever lived to be in the series Uh, but I'm I love Randy I love when Randy just shows up even post-death to explain the movies and explain what's going to happen to everybody that's Mm. I I love it so much so that's my worst but I still love the movie yeah Brad mine is also Scream 3
1: I do not have as much affection for it as Blake does um, I think that the best part of the movie is the Jan Silent Bob cameo. Yes. <laughs> um, it's Connie fucking Chung. It's so good. Um, I I think Jenny McCarthy is one of the worst things to ever happen to Hollywood. Um, I think she is terrible in this movie. Um, I just, she just annoys me um, just in general. So, and I, when I saw the, her pop up in this movie, I was like, God damn it! Really, <laughs> gotta watch Jenny McCarthy. Hopefully, she gets killed, which she does. Yeah, which is which is kind of satisfying. <laughs> um, but I, I think that this this movie is where if there was. Too much meta. It was in this one.
0: You think so? Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's. It, I just don't. I don't like any of the characters in Stab Three. The the actor characters. And I love Parker Posey. Typically, I think she's she's a really gifted actress, both dramatically and comedically. I think she's just so over the top in this movie. She's
0: really annoying.
1: Um, I I don't understand what Dewey sees in her. Like why why Dewey is is. There with her,
0: I mean, so much. I think she's the opposite of Gale. And yeah, he's just trying to separate himself from what he really wants.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I just I'm not. This is when I was rewatching it, I was like reminded of the fact that oh yeah, there's a reason I haven't rewatched Scream three in a really long time. Is I think that it's a low point of the franchise. It it doesn't quite hit the mark as much as the other ones do, and there was just a little bit like I said a little bit too much of the of the meta stuff in it I wanted I wanted a little bit more of the like kind of classic slasher element of it so yeah, it's it's Courtney Cox's hair
2: is also fucking terrible in this movie.
0: It's <laughs> ridiculous! It's,
2: it's, it's the worst hair in this series for sure. Yeah. I mean, we can we can definitely make a ruling. All on around worst hair in the series yeah. <laughs> oh, for everyone. It's like, <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah, the wigs are bad. Those bangs are not even. It's brutal.
1: Yeah, it's it's rough. So yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Scream Three, but thankfully that's really the only one in the franchise that I can look at and say. Yeah, I'm not I can I can go another 10 years without having seen Scream 3. The other ones I'm like okay, that's going to be a staple like around every holiday. Every ho- Halloween holiday season.
0: So, I think Scream 4 is not only the worst. But I think it is one of the worst things that Wes Craven has ever done in his entire fucking career.
1: Really? Wow. I'm, yep. I'm interested wow. to hear your take on this. Oh yeah.
0: So Scream 4, a.k.a. Um, and this is exactly what I wrote down, a.k.a. garbage, 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 a.k.a. sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb, a.k.a. fuck you audiences, a.k.a. sometimes you just need to know when to stop. I am going to judge this movie based on Wes Craven's own dialogue. His, um, he has characters that talks about how terrible the fourth movie in any series of movies are, which is this movie. It starts off with a trailer of, um, Stab Six. That's mm-hmm. actually Stab Seven. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and then they, they talk about, um, how self-aware, postmodern, meta bullshit has been done to hell, uh. which it, it has been done to hell in this stupid fucking movie they also say that these sequels don't know when to stop, they just keep recycling the same shit over and over which is this stupid fucking movie and it's, it, the biggest atrocity of this film is Emma fucking Roberts, she is absolutely terrible in this film her acting is god awful, the way she delivers her lines she's absolutely fucking pathetic, I hate her character, it is absolutely fucking ridiculous, she just wants to be social media famous, mm-hmm. that might be cool to someone else in, and I, I will give it that. It is very relevant This is what it is today If you want to be famous, you're famous on YouTube You get views, you get followers All of this bullshit But I don't care, I thought it was terrible I thought her motivation was stupid I'm going to kill my sister, my mom I'm going to kill all of my friends, my boyfriend Everyone I know Because I want to be famous on social media I want people to tweet my picture around I don't fucking care I think it's all bad When we get the reveal that it's her I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me this is stupid. This is really dumb. The only good thing that I liked about this movie was her stabbing herself, her ripping her own <laughs> hair out, and throwing herself around the fucking room until she falls on the floor and passes out. That was the best part of this entire goddamn stupid fucking movie.
2: Wow. And that's what Strong I have to say from James about Scream 4. <laughs> that's very, that's surprising. Honestly, I'm very surprised right now.
0: I think this movie is a pile of fucking garbage. And just to top it all off, Sydney says at the end, <laughs> you forgot the first rule about remakes, Wes. Never forget... Don't never, no, fuck never totally fuck, fuck with the sequel, um, with the original. The original yeah. I fucked that whole thing up because I'm so pissed <laughs> off at how dumb this fucking movie is. And now I need to move on or else I'm going to continue ranting about <laughs> this stupid fucking movie. So, Blake, what is your pick for number three?
2: Let's move right along to Scream 4. Again, uh, I love this movie. I think that every point that you're making for why in, in these scenes, he's saying why you don't make a fourth one, why you don't reboot it. I think people wanted him and the studios wanted him to keep making screen movies because those first three made a bunch of money and he didn't want to do it until all these years later after these other reboots have happened. So now he can commentate on the all of the different reboots. There's that scene in the movie where she lists like, f- like 20 different horror franchises that, that had been rebooted to that point. And this whole movie is Wes Craven commenting on the fact that no, you don't need to reboot this. Here's why you don't need to reboot this. So anytime that there's like the Emma Roberts character just flipping and stuff, I think that is literally him jumping the shark mm-hmm. saying like, this is how stupid this would be if I were to do this, but he did do it. So it's like, it's the most meta out of any of these movies. I think the the reasons that you hate it are valid, but I that think that
0: doesn't make it cool. He's self-aware <laughs> that he's making a shit Fucking garbage movie, and he made it anyway. That doesn't make it cool to uh, me. D-
2: Tarantino way. did that with Death Proof, and people love that movie. I don't. I, I think that this movie is fantastic because of a lot of those reasons. I think that Emma Roberts is great, and I think she's great in most of the movies that she's in. I think that I it, agree. Except it's this movie. <laughs> super surprised. Honestly, it's, it's the most surprising out of any of them who ends up being ghost faced in the end. Uh, definitely didn't see it coming at all. I don't even know on, if on multiple rewatches if it fully makes sense, but uh, I, I That's think because it, because it She's getting
1: help from Charlie,
2: also. Remember, there's two killers true, in true. this movie. There's yeah. Charlie, Rory Culkin's character as well. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I, I love this movie. I love all the different cameos. The opening scene, this one to me, like the third one doesn't have a great opening scene. The first two have iconic opening sequences. This one, the opening scene is hilarious, where it's just going into the different movies and just layers and layers of movies within movies. And Kristen Bell's out there and stab somebody in the stomach. It's hilarious. I think the movie's ridiculous. I think the performances again are great. I think that he, this is the one where Wes is talking the most to the audience out of any of them, I think. And I, and he makes really interesting points and it's a very weird meta bad, good movie. Um, my number three is scream two.
1: um, I think that the movie within the movie is so much fun every time it cuts to it, whether it's the scenes with Heather Graham in the beginning playing the Drew Barrymore part from the original or Luke Wilson and Tori Spelling and all of the other people that they have in there playing and, and stab, I think is so much fun. Um, it's got a, like you were talking about, amazing opening sequence in the movie theater. Um, great first kill with the with the knife through the uh, through the bathroom stall door. Um it's it's one of those movies that I I love it through and through except for one sequence when Jerry O'Connell decides to break into song in the middle of the cafeteria to win Sydney back, I think is so cringy and it goes on for so long <laughs> so long. Um, I also think it's hilarious that that they were trying to make us think that Jerry O'Connell was actually like a college freshman or or sophomore or whatever whatever it is 40 years old exactly (laughs) Um,
2: it's like uh, like peter parker toby mcguire's high school class yeah yeah, exactly
1: (laughs) and uh again courtney cox's hair is terrible in this movie Uh, she's got the the weird red streaks in it um timothy oliphant is awesome um that can be just a blanket statement for everything that he's in. I loved him at the Oliphant. Yeah, he's great. Um so I think that it's it's one of those movies that's that's really, really strong in the uh, in the franchise, but that, that cafeteria sequence bums me out so much. Every time I re watch this movie I'm like, oh god damn it, I gotta watch Jerry O'Connell sing an entire song <laughs> through through this cafeteria right now. Um, but it's got it's got great kills in it. It's got a lot of uh, it's got a lot of really fun moments in it. You get the great killer pops up again at the end and gets shot um yeah. the staple that we that we see throughout these movies um it's just a solid entry into the franchise
0: yeah so i finally gotten all of the rage out of my system and now we've gotten to three movies that i absolutely love um so my number 3 is going to be scream 3 i love this movie I love how it opens up, actually. I love, um, you got Cotton in the car. He's having that phone call. He's like, mm-hmm. look, if they want me in the movie, I need a substantial part, not just some shitty cameo. And that's exactly what he has yeah. in the movie. I thought that was awesome. Um, I love the new killer. I love um the introduction of Roman, the fact that he's Sydney's half-brother. I love that he's the thing that influences Billy Loomis to start all of this in the first place. And one of my favorite things about this is Randy and his, mm-hmm. um, his video talking about, yo, this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Forget everything you thought you knew about the beginning and get ready for what's going to happen next and all of this stuff. I love that entire sequence because that's exactly what's going to happen in the film. And he talks about about having to go back to where they were in the beginning and scenes later we have um, Sydney on the set of the film that's pretty much how it was in the first movie and she's reliving all of these moments so all of that meta stuff I love mm-hmm. about this film and um, I love the jokes about Cotton's show. It's called 100% Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really, really funny and so on the nose. But I love this movie. I thought Scream 3 was a really, really well-done made movie. And, um, yeah, it's just leaps and bounds better than Scream 4. So, um, Blake, let
2: me get your number two. Uh, number two for me is Scream 2. Uh, I think that we're back to, like again like the first movie we open up with just an amazing iconic unforgettable horror movie scene right before the title card bradley talked about it already i want to be in a horror movie screening where there's people going that crazy over a horror movie i've never been in a movie theater there's been people jumping up and down jumping all over the rows throwing their popcorn everywhere but it's fine i i, I think i think that, that scene that it works for that moment because you have to have ghost face be able to kill her in some creative way um I think that the new characters played by Sarah Michelle Gellar and Timothy Oliphant are awesome. Sarah Michelle Gellar doesn't last that long, but she has the best kill in the entire series, which is when she gets stuck in the garage door, and then it comes up and like basically crushes her. I think that's the most creative kill in the whole... That's uh, Rose McGowan yeah, in the was, first one. That wasn't... Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Let's take that out. I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 Let me see okay the film school argument about the sequels that they're having is is hilarious they're arguing about which one's better than the original the sequels are never as good as the original they always just redo the same thing and they're kind of redoing the same thing I think that it sucks that randy dies because i love randy but when he dies it's a really good kill you just get the it's undercut by the college students walking right next to the car with their boom box just dancing around and then you see his mangled up body it sucks because you love that character and you want him to live and he actually dies that's another thing i noticed about this sequel versus a lot of other sequels is when you keep the same actors playing the same characters you're more connected to them surprising right yeah and <laughs> all these other horror franchises every sequel is a different actor playing that playing the same role no one carries over from movie to movie and these movies all have the same actors you're so connected to them i remember all their names like it's it's unforgettable to me this but these first two movies but that's i the second one is just a little bit uh below and it's the second place for a reason that we'll get into in a minute <laughs> yeah yeah um so my number two is actually scream four um, I think, really? <laughs> I think
1: it has the most fun opening sequence out of any of them. Um, I love all the cameos you get. Kristen Bell, Anna Paquin, Lucy Hale, Sinead Grimes, like all these kind of big teen actors of the time, um, there in the, in the opening sequence. I think that it's hilarious whenever it jumps from stab six to, jab, to stab seven. Um, it's completely unexpected and then it jumps to two people watching, stab seven um, for the actual real opening sequence um, of the movie where we get the first kill from ghost face. Um, I think that the new cast members are awesome. I'm uh, completely in love with Alison Brie. So anything that Alison Brie shows up in, I'm like, all right, I'm in on this.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I love that Kevin Williamson, the writer came back for this movie. Um, I think that it definitely has all of those elements that Blake was talking about of, of kind of, seriously poking fun at the fact of rebooting a franchise and the pitfalls that can happen there um i definitely think that that jill turning out to being being the killer um main killer is definitely them jumping the shark in a way that they meant for it to be so ridiculous and over the top um i, th- I just have a lot of fun with this movie um i love rory colkin um in the movie is as, as charlie the kind of Kind of invisible guy, best friend. That's that's so brooding and and ends up killing Hayden Pantier. And um, I just I think that they they kind of again revitalized the the franchise with this one. They could have kept going, but they didn't because that was kind of the point of the movie. Um, but yeah, I I think that Scream Four is is highly rewatchable and and just a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I I can't say anything positive.
2: Um, (laughs) We've been over that. (laughs) Let's let's not take you back there. We've we've all talked about Scream 4. I didn't mean to trigger you, James. (laughs) We've all talked about Scream 4. We never have to talk about it again. (laughs) You're safe now.
0: (laughs) So my number two is going to be Scream 2. Um, Like you guys already mentioned, I think this has an amazing opening. Um, It's it's so much, it's crazy to watch. Like the first one has such an amazing opening. This one does as well. Um, The third one, does, not the fourth one, but <laughs> um, I think this has a really good opening again, like we talked about it before, the social relevance, like, ha- watching them having that conversation really blew me away. Um, there's one little nitpick that I do have about that scene is um, Randy, and I can't remember who it is exactly, but they're having this conversation over what um, Ripley says in Alien 2, mm-hmm. um, where it's like I'll get away from her, you bitch, and Randy's like actually, it's stay, stay away, away from her, from her, you, her bitch. you bitch. I'm like, well, that's wrong. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually get, get away, away from her, you bitch. So it's like, were you doing that on purpose, Wes Craven, or was that just like a like a fuck up in the script?
1: Maybe show us that Randy is fallible. He's not like the ultimate, <laughs> the That's... ultimate end all be all of movie knowledge.
0: That's, that's a good point. And, um, <laughs> I love that the, I, 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 love it and I hate it that the killer's motivation is he, he wants to go in and blame it on movies. Like, that's how he's gonna get off. Like, mm-hmm. he's planning to just blame it all on movies. What are you gonna say?
2: Well, it? I was gonna say that was, I forgot to mention this when I was talking about Scream 2, but that's actually one of my favorite aspects of this movie is that it's, it's kind of fucked up, but like that, that happened in real life he he literally this guy in this movie says that he wants to kill because he wants to kill but he wants to be able to blame it on the movies because it will make him famous that is exactly what happened in Aurora whenever the dude killed people because he wanted to kill people and then blamed it on the movies to try to get famous this happened in this movie that came out in 1998 or whatever yeah and that's that's fascinating I think that's that's a uh, it just adds another layer to this movie whether it's a good layer or a bad layer it's another thing that makes it even more meta and, and weird and uh, a reason for me to like it.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And all of that is why I had to pick it as my number 2. I think overall this is just a really well done film again, a great script, great direction. Like I love Ghostface. He's so mm. cool, so creepy and I just I just love that that added layer, man. Like it's it's a really really well done film. So let's move on to um what we think is the best scream movie.
2: Uh number 1 is Scream 1996, the original can't do better than the first one this is not only my favorite scream movie this is my favorite horror movie period this is a movie that critiques and skewers horror movies that changed horror movies completely uh, after that you couldn't after scream came out you couldn't come out with just another kids going to a cabin in the woods and getting killed by a slasher you couldn't it was lazy and Wes called you out for it in 1996 and i think that this movie is kind of untouchable i think the writing in it is incredible it's the best directed horror movie i've ever seen ghostface is terrifying i think that sydney is the best scream queen the best final girl in any horror movie i think she can stand her own i think that she's a really interesting character i love everything they do with her throughout this whole franchise starting in this movie Matthew Lillard is always giving 150% in every mm-hmm. scene Every line delivery And I think it works every single time I think he's incredible in this movie The reveal at the end of Seeing who's, who uh, Ghostface is With it being Billy and Stu Working together and them explaining their plan It's so meta It blew my mind when I saw it for the first time Because I was like but this i was like this guy gets why i don't like horror movies cuz i didn't like horror movies honestly that much until i saw scream and scream explains why i didn't it's it's genius it's 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 untouchable the billy saying at the end movies don't make psychos they make psychos more creative mm-hmm. is a really really interesting point and there's some tr- there is some truth to that i think that when we talk about joker and we talk about all these different things about we talked about it a lot earlier. I think that line of dialogue is really interesting because they were basically saying they were going to kill anyway. The movies gave them a more creative way to do it or an excuse to do it, and it's it's fascinating that that's their uh, psychology behind doing what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I I think we're all in agreement that
1: Scream the original is the is the best in this franchise. Um, the other ones are great, but they never quite reach that that height that this movie did. Um, it's just such an instant classic. When it came out, it was it was like nothing no one had ever seen before. They had never seen a mainstream, super meta horror movie that kind of tackled all of the things that we see in slasher movies and turned it on its head and kind of showed us in this this very, it's very interesting the time that this movie came out um especially this and the first one because they came out in a pre columbine era, era which we so you, you you can really tell what movies came out before and after columbine because of the climate and everything that happened um and a lot of movies you saw the violence being toned down for the couple of years after it happened um because of all of the the blame that was put on things like music and movies and comic books and all of the things that that the killers were into um and to see those issues kind of tackled before they even happened um on a on a major scale is so interesting and the movie kind of serves as this really interesting 90s time capsule as well um i i love rose mcgowan's kill in this movie the garage door kill is is the best kill in the entire franchise. Um, It's got a great twist ending that you really don't see coming. Um, But whenever you go back and rewatch the movie, it's kind of there in your face the whole time. Um, It's really, truly revitalized the slasher genre and did something brand new with it, um, which is something that a lot of people can't say about their movies, is that I did something really new with a genre that's been around since the dawn of film. So I think that it's it's really one of those movies that that deserves to be rewatched and analyzed and has so much going on. And it plus it's just a really fucking fun movie through and yeah. through. Yeah. It's not just a well-made movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely love the original Scream.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, it's also my number one for everything that you guys said. Um, The moment it came out, it was an instant horror classic. I mean, at that point, there was nothing made like Scream. It was very unique, very different. Another great film directed by Wes Craven. You know what I mean? like Much like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it's so brutal. It's so violent. It's so scary. And it's that's what scream is like this has one of the best opening sequences of any horror film i think mm-hmm. cuz i i paused it you the first 13 minutes of this film instantly has you on the edge of your seat the entire time then when you see drew barrymore's um boyfriend he gets gutted Mm -hmm. on the porch and then um she gets gutted stabbed hung from the tree while her parents are inside the house looking for her and then seeing her swing from the tree you can see the steam from her intestines Mm -hmm. like it was fucking brutal dude and instantly we get we after that we see sydney prescott for the first time we find out that this is happening on the anniversary of when her mother was raped and murdered by her boyfriend at the time and his friend and the twist at the end like it is all fucked and this is a really really great horror movie and like i i don't know what else there is to say about this film like um I didn't I've never looked up the voice of Ghostface his name is um Roger, Roger L um Roger L Jackson Roger L Jackson yeah, yeah. that's it that. Roger he's like, a movie producer. I was like this guy's voice is really cool. It's mm-hmm, really yeah. creepy and it, it sells it throughout the entire movie. Blake, you already said it like the costumes amazing, um his motivations. I will say overall about the entire franchise, I do love the fact that they have the the voice modulator thing. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it adds another level to horror movies that nothing else has Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this terminator thing where the terminator can perfectly mimic anyone's voice to trick whoever it's after and i thought that was a really cool element to scream overall so i kind of gave my my final thoughts mixed in there but give me your final thoughts on the scream franchise as a whole
2: I, i i said it at the beginning and i'll reiterate it again i think that this is the most consistent uh A horror franchise that has ever been made i think all four of these movies are fantastic i think they all each have uh individual artistic merit on their own and as a series they they all do something uh they all do something different and i really really appreciate that because that doesn't happen a lot in horror they all tried something different even and they still feel like they're in the same family and i i love it yeah it's
1: it's one of the most absolute hit series that there is I think that all four of them have really great things that make them great individual movies but they all fit so well into this big overall puzzle that is the Scream franchise. Um, I think that it's definitely the best work of Wes Craven um, outside of the original Nightmare, um, But I think that it definitely if there was if there was something to, to show someone who had never seen a Wes Craven movie or never heard of it before, the Scream franchise would definitely be what I would show them to, to kind of give them an idea of what he's all about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All great words about Wes Craven. He rests in peace. Um, he's a, a great director, great writer. I love his ideas, the thing that he always came up with. Um, one last thing that I just thought of about the, the Scream movies is I always loved that. Wes Craven always kept you on your toes of who the killer could be Um, that's one thing that definitely ran through all four movies as much as I shit on the fourth one that was one thing that was extremely consistent and it always threw you off Mm -hmm. and I really really appreciate that about someone telling stories in film Um, these movies are a lot of fun for better for worse Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to our horror series. Blake, Brad, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode, and can't wait for us to do some more scary movies.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Definitely.
0: Yeah, we're going to be doing Friday the 13th movies next. That's going to be fun? (laughs) Yeah, that's a word for it sure sure guys <laughs> yay <laughs> um, make sure to follow me all over social media at c4spoilers make sure to head over to com to get daily updates and everything going on in the world of movies tv shows anime gaming um, I'm gonna have Blake on the podcast a lot more I love talking to you guys so it's always a lot of fun to have you guys on the podcast so make sure you leave a comment on iTunes it will help other people find the podcast and help us rise in rankings so again I hope you to see you here on the next episode